It is nine o'clock. If you are able, please rise. Let us bow our heads. As we say, Lord, thank you for the blessings you have bestowed upon us. Thank you for the opportunity to gather today to conduct the business of the county. We ask that you give us patience and perseverance during our trials and tribulations and humility and gratitude with our victories. And we ask this in your name. Amen. 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 Ms. Feetson, would you lead us, please? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. On our Texas flag, I pledge allegiance to the Texas, one state under God, one and indivisible. All right, at uh, this time I will make a motion that we open our meeting today. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? We are open for business. Does anyone? All right, if you have had a gentleman, if you've had a chance to review the minutes, I'll accept a motion to accept the meet it, uh, minutes from the previous meeting. I move we approve the July 13th, 2023 minutes. Motion's been made by Commissioner Birkenhall. Second. Uh, second, uh, McBroom. Second by Commissioner Sternottle. Did you get that, Ms. Feetson? No. Minutes approved by, I'll wait for you. Okay. And there's still some. And I have one more they're working on. Yes, ma'am. We made a motion, a second. So no specific uh, items. Um, Everybody's public here. Public yes, comments. Okay. But, but the, there's one being filled out right now for number. Okay. Just let me know. Okay. All right. Um, our motion has been made by Commissioner McBroom and seconded by Commissioner Sternottle to accept the minutes from the previous meeting. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion comment. A motion approved. Public comments is our next item on the agenda and we have two people who have signed in. Stephen Kelly and William Burnson. Mr. Kelly. Well, I'd see it for number 13. Yeah, 13. It's not public comments. It's public oh, comments. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they're I specific. Sorry. They're specifics. Okay, so neither one is public comments. Okay. Um, but I don't know. Someone may be here for public comments. But, uh, Does anybody have any public comments they'd like to make at this time? I got some. Okay. Uh, tomorrow night uh, in Schoenberg at the KC Hall, the friends at NRA are holding a uh, little banquet that we have there. And the reason why I'm saying that is because they gave a bunch of money to the Sheriff's Department in the past, over $100,000 worth of support, and every year they always get some kind of grant money to them, so if you're in the area and want to come join us, we'd be more than happy to have you. It's a great event, so let's throw that out. Very good. Anyone else public comments? If not, I'll accept a motion to accept public comments. I move to accept comments from Commissioner Grossman and close public hearing. Public comments. Motion's been made by Commissioner Birkenhoff. Second. Seconded by Commissioner Sternottle. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. 
Our next item on the agenda, consider and take appropriate action <coughs> concerning the final approval stage of Vineyard Vista LLC regarding a platted subdivision treetop subdivision, Befco Engineering Incorporated, having issued a letter of substantial completion dated July 26th of 2023, Vineyard Vista LLC being responsible for the maintenance of Vineyard View Trail for one year until July 26, 2024, at which time the roads may be accepted for county maintenance into the county road system. Clint Sternot, are you going to talk to that, sir? Yes, sir. Uh, so this is a road in Precinct 2 that they have just recently completed. And with the commissioners been out there to take a look at their work. And the, the letters you have there are from Bethco saying that the road work was completed per their design. Uh, and just a quick note to clarify the one-year part. This was a flat that was recorded before the two-year maintenance agreement that we added on. This plot was recorded before then, so that's why it's a little odd. Uh, but otherwise, everything is complete. Okay. Do I hear a motion to accept this? I move to accept it. Mr. Commissioner Sternaudel makes the motion. Second. Second by Commissioner Broom. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Mr. Clint Sternaudel, I believe you're going to address the next issue as well, which is Consider and take appropriate action in releasing the portion of Viviala Lane, Wiedemann Road, and Scott School Road, Precinct 3, only of the routing agreement and road use bond agreement with ROCC Oil and Gas, LP, approved in Commissioner's Court, August the 25th of 2022 and March 24th of 2023. Yes, sir. So, uh, in accordance with the next item as well, Baytex Energy has acquired the ROCC oil and gas uh, group. So we are releasing uh, that agreement with that mm. former company and then our next item no, uh, no, to reinstate that. I'm not gonna, we're not gonna release Scott School Road. They haven't, re they haven't repaired the road. So it's gonna be covered in the next one. Oh, okay, so the road, because. So it's in the next one. Okay. It's still gonna be covered by Baytex. Okay. Uh, ROCC has gone out of business and they are being acquired by Baytex. So Baytex okay. will still be liable for any repairs before theirs is released. Changing the name on it is what we're doing. And they're going to agree to the same terms that I had with? Yes, in, in the next item, number five. Okay. Yes, sir. So there, there will still be documentation of who is liable for your repairs. Should, though, since the, the repairs were under the previous bond, shouldn't we, before we release this, make sure that I mean, I realize they're going to take it over in the future, but the repairs were prior to this date on another bond. I mean, the, the, the damage and the repairs that need to be done. If we want to... If we could, if we could defer, defer this one and then we accept, accept the, the next, next one. The next one first. And until, then, just in case, because we okay. release it, we're saying everything's good. Yeah, and I, I, I can do that and I'll follow okay. up with them and make sure that they're aware of... Okay. Uh, I'll be with you. Because I have the... I have the document that I had given to them on the amount of repairs, it's around 60000 that they're okay. going to give us. And so. if you want to forward okay. that to me, then I'll take that up yes. with them before we okay. completely release it, just to be I'll, certain. I'll get it to you today. Yeah. Okay. So if you want to defer this item, and then we'll approve the next item. Okay, we defer item four. Okay, motion's been made that we're going to defer item four to the, next, to the uh, future meeting. Second. Second by Commissioner McBroom. All in favor say aye. 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 Motion carries. All right, we'll move on now to number five. Continue, please. 
So this is the road agreement to cover those same roads and to include Scott School Road or Baytex. Um, so we can move forward and approve this as signed. Okay. I move we approve the riding agreement and road use bond agreement <coughs> submitted by Baytex Energy for Vivial, Wiedemann Road, and Scott School Road in, in Precinct 3. All right, motion has been made by Bur uh, Commissioner Birkenhoff. Second. Second by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Our next item on the agenda is here a report from the Fayette County Sheriff's Office. I see Sheriff Korenik is with us today. Good to see you, Sheriff. And I see also see Chief Deputy Randy Novisky. It's good, good to morning, see you. Judge. Good morning. This is our uh, monthly stats for June. We had uh, 31 arrests, 18 felonies, 13 misdemeanor arrests, 296 traffic stops, 865 calls for service, 28 civil process papers were served, uh, 43,956 miles total for our whole department of vehicles. We had 64 individuals processed in the Bay County Jail, two transported to TDCJ facilities. And dispatch had 2,450 calls were dispatched by our communications office. For the, for the end of the quarter, uh, this is the second quarter, and our statistics ended up being total arrest for the second quarter, 73 arrests, 47 being felonies, 26 being misdemeanors, 1,085 traffic stops, 2,280 calls for service, 104 civil process papers were served, 135,675 miles total for all department vehicles. 182 individuals were processed through the Fayette County Jail. 16 individuals were transferred to TDCJ facilities. And uh, dispatch had, had 7,154 calls taken for the court. As I always say, Randy and Sheriff, when your monthly reports are completed, we are proud and Please, with the job that you guys do, I know it's not an easy job. I make a motion that we accept the sheriff's report. Second. Second by Commissioner uh, Sternoddle. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Next item on the agenda is item number seven. Consider and take appropriate action in approving the purchase of a new 2023 Ford F-150 truck presently located at Blue Bonnet Ford 351 IH 35 South New Braunfels, Texas for $49,648 payable to Blue Bonnet Ford using insurance claim funds and Sheriff's Department forfeiture funds that are available and authorizing county personnel to sign all necessary and required paperwork. Uh, Chief Novisky, you want to speak to that? That was a, a fleet vehicle that we replaced uh, through insurance and the remaining, whatever the insurance paid, we were, the rest is coming out of forfeiture to take care of that vehicle. And it was through an HGAC uh, dealer, Blue Bottom, which is tough to find vehicles for from last year. We still haven't got this year, so we had to look pretty hard to get this to get it replaced. I think everybody knows how hard it is to find vehicles now. I make a motion we accept this. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternoddle. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. We've got our EMS director, Josh Vandiver, with us for the next item. Here a report from Mr. Vanderville. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Thank you. Um, so for the month of June, we sent out 
$498,000 in uh, charges. We received $92,000 in payments. As you can see, that's a stark drop from last month where we brought in $227,000. Um, from our billing company, what we've been told is Medicare is driving that drop. So um, it's just in the speed that they're processing claims. Uh, May is an artificially high month and June is, looks lower and we would expect July again to be higher. It's just a yo-yo thing. Um, you'll see all the, all the numbers are staying consistent. You know, the level of service, whether it's ALS or BLS is staying consistent. The payer mix is staying consistent. The call volume um, in the prior months is staying consistent. And again, the calls that are reflected on there, so it shows that for the month of June, we had 227 calls. Those are only calls that go to billing. Our true number was 333 calls uh, for the month of June. You'll see that our ambulances put 8,480 loaded miles. Um, and so, you know, you can push that up and assume that that's about 20,000 miles total uh, from our fleet. And that checks out with kind of our fleet tracking as well. Uh, we brought in $6,100 from CPR payments and standby events. Uh, some of those are from doing CPR classes. Some of those are from uh, where we let ambulances standby on events. Um, a couple of, I guess, kind of good news items. Uh, we had a crew with one of our EMTs who was riding as a paramedic student. Our paramedic and our EMT recently delivered a baby in the back of the ambulance in Del Valley at 25 weeks gestation. Um, as you can imagine, that is a very stressful and very low likelihood of success call. That baby is doing well and uh, progressing well still in the NICU and the mom is healthy and doing well as well. Um, we're very proud of that crew. Um, they've been recognized on our social media as well. Um, so have a, you know, check that story out and uh, that's just a, a great thing. We received a letter of commendation uh, from the Fayette County Sheriff's Office command staff regarding a call where a swarm of bees um, attacked a resident in the Plum area. Uh, one of their deputies and some of our crews uh, went in pretty much without hesitation and uh, took care of this guy in very critical condition. Um, we did a lot of things uh, to take care of the person um, and that person was actually at the sheriff's office four days later, uh, got discharged from the ICU in Austin, you know, has made a full recovery. Uh, it, it's a shining example of the bravery of not only our staff, but the sheriff's deputies that were on scene. Um, Going above and beyond the call of duty is kind of a cliche term, right? We all say that, but you know, I certainly don't expect my people, and I'm sure the sheriff doesn't expect his people without the equipment to go in and do these things. You know, he, they would have all been just as well to wait for the fire department to get there and put foam and stabilize the situation. And if that would have happened, this person might not be here today. And these people just risk their, you know, risk their comfort, but also their lives. Um, to take care of this person. So yeah, I, I, I'd probably say, rather than say might not be here, probably wouldn't be here. Good, good chance. Yeah. Um, so we also celebrated uh, one of our captains, Neil Watkins, has been here for 15 years, serving the county full time. Uh, we celebrated that the other day, and we did um, we did a pretty pretty interesting training the other day. We had one of our uh, <coughs> vendors come out and do training with us uh, on his own time. Uh, we got a bunch of pig tracheas from J&J Packing and uh, practiced a surgical procedure uh, that we do to manage airways when kind of all else fails. It's a very high risk, low occurring thing. We have done it in this county. Um, 
I've done it more in other places where there's a lot more gunshot wounds and stuff like that going on, but never done it here, thank goodness. Um, so it's been a busy month. It's been a, it's been a good month uh, to be the EMS director here. Uh, a lot of good team efforts with a lot of good successful outcomes. Um, and that's all I have unless you have any questions. Well, again, we, uh, we appreciate what you do, and we know you do a fine job. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Will we accept the report from Josh Vandover? The motion has been made by Commissioner Brosman to accept the report. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. We have Angela Hahn with us, our emergency management coordinator and grant specialist for her monthly report. Ms. Hahn. Good morning. Uh, back in June, I let you know that the county had applied to participate in a pre-arrest diversion program that's been sponsored by the University of Texas um, and the Texas Institute for Mental Health, and we were notified in, uh, a week ago that we have been selected to participate in that. So Jeremy Castleberry with the Sheriff's Department and the team from Bluebonnet Trails will start that process. It begins in August, it will go through May of 24. It does give them the opportunity to model best practices here with other uh, partners in that collaborative effort and to to look for fund, grant funding to be able to help with that. So I would, I would also like to commend the Sheriff's Department for, for that and Jeremy for taking the lead in this. It's a very good thing for the county. Uh, our housing mitigation plan has been forwarded to FEMA. Cheatham uh, approved it with no revisions. So now we'll wait and see what FEMA says. This is the only second multi-jurisdictional plan that has been submitted to FEMA under their new guidelines. The first one was sent back for a minor repair. So hopefully we won't have that problem. On our buyout, we continue to work with GrantWorks and GLO to try and continue moving forward on our reimbursement and also on the last two houses. Uh, draw 7 was, was has been reimbursed to the county. That was for a piece of property. Draw 8 got rolled into draw 9 because of the time lag and GLO required more verification, which I believe Cassie has handled for us. Thank you. And uh, so we have agreed to continue to cover the costs up front so we don't slow the process on our end. That's where we are. Okay. Um, the fire and heat danger, y'all, you know it's hot. Uh, the KBDI index pages down, I can't get what we were, but a week ago the county was at 600, so we're uh, 200 points be below the maximum. So we, we need to continue encouraging everyone to not burn, to pay attention to the heat, the elevated virus, you know, stay hydrated, check the friends, friends and family. So far, hurricane season's been, uh, I don't even want to say this, but it's been mild, quiet, but we're coming up on what's traditionally the, the worst couple of months and the, 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 what, I, what I'm reading is the water uh, temperatures in Florida and the surrounding areas are higher than they've ever been. Going back to that burn ban, other counties surrounding us are all under it as well? Yes, sir. In fact, the majority of Texas is under a burn ban. Okay. Very good. You know, all the things that Angela does to help bring money to Fayette County, you see it in the paper, but there's so many things she does behind closed doors I want to recognize a little bit. You know, the fire department, we had some trouble with our reporting and reports we have to send in and everything and dealing with two different agencies and all that. She's just nice enough to come down there. It literally took her just a few minutes to educate us on what we were doing wrong and help us figure that out to where instead of being on the phone with these representatives from these other people, uh, from these other places, spending hours. I mean, that's just some of the things that she does that nobody even sees. So I just want to tell her thank you very much. I appreciate that. So, sure. Yeah. Are we on our... Um, 
kind of on our drainage studies we're doing what is so uh, thank you for reminding me of that we, we have been trying to schedule a kickoff meeting with uh, Tatum and uh, the judge and at least you because it started out primarily with you um, and I sent that to Cassie yesterday so we're looking at the judge's schedule Tatum's not been available uh, because of their conference and stuff so we're going to get that scheduled as soon as we can okay. I probably have the you know Langford will be there I would expect that Co will be there and we can get that process started. Okay. Do we have a, on the sorry. payments for the uh, the demolition? How does that work? Does it have to be approved by GLO first? Yes. So okay. what happens is y'all approve the contract, they invoice us, the city pays them. Because right. we, we still have one contractor, I guess it hadn't gone through GLO yet, is the reason we can't pay them? Well, I think we were talking about more. My understanding is he has submitted it to Grant, Grant Works. Works, and Grant Works apparently is the holdup because I've never received a bill from them. And I, when he stopped by my office yesterday, I told him to please submit me one so I can get them taken care of. Yeah, I, my understanding is supposed to submit it to Grant Works and to us since we've agreed to cover the upfront cost. Right. So, and then Grant Works submits it to GLO for reimbursement. But we'll follow up. Tyler's apparently has moved on. We're dealing specifically with Lonnie, which is not a bad thing. She's pretty fast. So I think he's moved so on we can get him. If he's, he just submits an uh, invoice directly to her, we can, that's at least that, we can, that way we can cover on our end and then we can push grant works to do I make a motion we accept Angela's report. Second. Second by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Angela, I believe you're going to address this next issue as well. Consider. Consider and take appropriate action in approving Amendment 1 to Capital Area Council of Government contract for implementation of solid waste management activities. So if you'll remember, we, there were some sweat funds that Paul was trying to secure for some uh, new equipment. CapCog Solid Waste Advisory Committee chose not to approve that, but instead they took those, some of those sweat funds and applied them to uh, the contract that we have for the recycling facility that was put in Warrington and some of those where we had to cover a match, they're going to now cover that match. So it's a win-win for us in terms of that project. We'll just have to continue to look for funding for the other one. They actually covered the match and then some, right? They did, yes. It was a better decision for us in the long run. I wonder where they came up with the money now to pay for it. Right Where did they come up with the money to? So, in their grant process, they'll approve, say, Lee County, a project. And for whatever reason, that county chooses either not to do that project or they come in under budget. Those funds have to be returned to the granting agency. Okay. Same for any grants that we have. Okay. And so then they, those are swept funds, and then they will use those for other projects. Okay. So when it says round top, it truly means the warranty? Warranty, yes. Okay. Come out smelling like a rose on the Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. It worked out great. Do I have a motion to accept? I move to approve the amendment to the Capillary Council of Governments for the contract for solid waste management activities. Motion has been made by Commissioner McBroom. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternaudel. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. In Commissioner Brosman's precinct, we've got an item authorized county auditor to advertise for bids for a bridge replacement on Monkey Road. This was part of a uh, 
the bridge grant project the TxDOT does. This is one of the matches that the previous commissioner, Commissioner Morrow, signed off on. And so I have to replace this bridge this year to make sure that I meet my match for the other bridges that TxDOT did. So Blake has the whole uh, packet and everything, so we just need to go out for bids and see who's going to bid on it so I can get this bridge taken care of. So. Well, I'll say this. The the bridge y'all replaced on Rat House is remarkable. Text out there. Very good. They, Rat House I don't. We, I don't expect to hear for Joe Cooper from somebody. He'll <laughs> <laughs> find something else. Yeah. yeah. So I move we uh, authorize the county auditor to advertise for bids for bids for a bridge replacement on Monkey Road in Precinct Four. Motion's been made by Commissioner Brosman. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor, say aye. Aye. Opposed. Motion carries. This is an item, the next item is an item we talked about last meeting. Consider and take appropriate action concerning entering into a contract with Unifirst for the county uniforms. And as I say, we talked about this last month. Commissioner Brosman? No contract yet. No contract yet, as what I heard from her yesterday, and she has contacted them uh, to ask where it's at, but nobody's returned her call. And that's true. When you say she, Teresa, Teresa. She's, she's been working with them. Okay, you want to defer this? Let's defer item number twelve to a future meeting, please. I have a motion to defer it. Move to defer item twelve to a future meeting. Motion has been made by Commissioner Birkenhoff. Second. Second by Commissioner Brosman. We'll defer that item. We'll move along to. Uh, I believe the next item I have someone wants to talk about that item. Uh, that is item number 13, Mr. Stephen Kelly. Uh, the item is consider and take appropriate action concerning the county contribution to the Fayette County Fire Departments for radio fees. Mr. Kelly? I just learned about, <coughs> excuse me, I just learned about this last night, so I just signed up just in case there's any discussion about that. So I really have nothing at this time. So. Uh, I had this put on there because in the past, the past EMC, uh, Janet Kerrigan, I don't know how, what her rhyme or reason was, how she did it. Maybe she just drew dominoes out of no clue, but because the way Fayette County helps fund some of the uh, fire departments were paying for their radio airtime fees, you look at it across the board, they pay for 14 for one, three for another, two for one, one for one, eight for another. It's just, it's no uniform across the board and I don't think that's fair at all. I know a bunch of the fire departments got new radios with the grant and everything and so we we sent out uh, the UID numbers to all the fire departments from LCRA so everybody could update their list because there were some radios that were on there that were already out of date and everything like that that they don't have anymore so we have updated lists and everything that we can give to Khalil at LCRA and so I wanted the commissioner's court to make a decision on just a straight number across the board what we should pay for each fire department's radio coverage fees to where we just pick a certain amount of radios we pay for them it goes all the way across for all 10 fire departments to where it's fair for everybody if you have more than those radios then the fire departments have to come up with the funding that's the way i look at it and i just think that would be fair i don't think it's fair the way it is now uh the fee currently is at 16 dollars a month per radio and at the first of the year it's going to go to 17 dollars per radio per month uh, and so, I mean, I would think a reasonable amount of radios to pay for uh, for each fire department would be 15. I think it's a reasonable amount. That's uh, just my opinion. And some have more than 15, some less. Oh, yeah. I mean, some of them have 30 something radios, some have 20 something radios, some have 60 radios, some have 50 something radios. What, so, what do we pay now? 
What's that? What's the county's portion now? Did I hear you say Commissioner Brosman's some departments have 50? This isn't just the handouts, it's for the apparatus plus all the handouts. Wow. So some of the smaller departments may be completely funded? Yeah, the larger well, ones will have to pay. I think almost everybody at least has. I don't know, Ski, how many radios do you have? Do you know? Are y'all like in the 20s about roughly how many radios are? Are you talking about uh, phaser? Are you talking about for air Yes. Maybe. We have uh, probably five counting motors. Yeah, but Fayetteville has six. So okay. How well, many? How many do you have, Mr. Kelly? Lead, the we have. This is just a nine hundred, correct? This is for nine hundred and the new seven hundred. Okay. We have uh, four uh, handhelds and four bowls. Yeah. So that's all we have. Eight total. Okay. <clears throat> and under your suggestion, how many totals would we have? I would say we do fifteen for each fire department. So one hundred and fifty. Mm -hmm. That's my recommendation. I think that's fair. I mean, you know, if you look at the fire departments, the fire departments are first responders just like the sheriff's department and the EMS is. You know, I know we give money to the fire departments, but we don't fully fund the fire departments. Those guys are volunteers that are out there on their own time. So I think the least we could do is help them out with some of their radio fees also. I would, no, I was just going to say, it's, to me, 15 sounds like a, a fair number. Yeah. It's not exorbitant, but it's, it's not low either. Sure. Also for, and Commissioner Brosman and I discussed this as well as some of the fire chiefs, uh, the other part of this too is like Fayetteville only having six and Muldoon having eight. Uh, one of the problems that presents is radio interoperability. So um, if we're covering the, covering the subscriber fees for these radios, then these departments have one less barrier to getting the P25 compliant radios that's going to allow them to talk to all of us on the same function, frequency, and etc. And the problem that this county faces is in 2025, the LCRA radio system that we're on is slated to, that's important to say because we don't know if the button's actually going to get pushed, but the 900 system is slated to go away. They're going to do a private LTE network and a 700 network, and that is gonna be their public safety radio band. And us taking a barrier away from these departments, upgrading and coming into the current times with their radios should help them accomplish that if they don't have a recurring fee for these numbers of radios that they have to pay. Commissioner Brosman, are you willing to ride herd over that process and make sure the 10 departments are distributed. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the it's up to the auditor. She just happens to have to put that money in the budget and everything. Actually, it's comes out to be less. Is it fair? It's three. It's three thirty-two hundred dollars a year less. Thirty-two sixty-four. Because we're saving on the ones that have multiple. So you're saying the departments would go to Miss Avelka? Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. that's what they. She would pay you're, for. You all right with that? Yes. Yeah. The so, auditor's office would pay for X amount of radios, and then the fire departments have to pay for the rest. If, if fifteen would go toward Muldoon and they only use eight, the other seven, can those funds go to the larger department or that, that funds just I would just keep it straight across the board okay. because then you're going to get into what we have now to where I think, okay. I can't remember if like one of them has like 16 or 18, they're getting flat, Flatonia and they're getting paid for like 16 or 18 and then another fire department's only getting paid for one. Yeah. So in answer to Commissioner Birkenshaw's question, if Muldoon only needs eight, they're going to have 15? They have they would have enough money in the budget to cover 15 radios if they get that many. Gotcha. If they, somebody adds on that, yes, yes, sir, Mr. Kelly. 
hopefully in the future we would have the P25 through maybe possibly through another grant, so that would cover the 15 in the future. I got it. Okay. I like your plan, Commissioner. Yeah. So are, are these all the like the on here say Round Top's got 25 radios? Are those county radios or are they fire? They're, they're all fire department radios. Yeah, they're all fire department radios. Some of them are 900s, which are going to be obsolete, but then some a lot we'll see Round Top and ones they're all got on the. Uh, Grant with us, and so almost all of theirs should be almost at 100 now. I think they've replaced all yeah. theirs. Yeah, they, they've got I don't remember how many 900s, the majority of them are their 700s, so they are they are moving away from because that was some of the talk just to make them manage the radios. Because, <coughs> like you said, some of them were they didn't even have them anymore, we're still paying airtime. Yeah, exactly. Well, and the, the benefit to doing it the way Commissioner Grossman has discussed, and the way we've all discussed this as a team, is. There's no more discussion for the auditor's office or for the commissioner's court or for right. like me having to get in and auditing what we're paying for. Right. We're just paying them for a set number and they can figure out the rest. Sure. They don't want to pay for certain radios and they can find them and turn them all. To where we're not going to be here forever. To where yeah. the yeah. people who yeah. replace our shoes one day won't be as confused as we are looking at what we have in front of us. This is not been <laughs> a fun task. I have not heard anybody say they don't like Commissioner Grossman's <laughs> plan. <laughs> Mr. Kelly. Sure. What do you think of Mr. Brosman's plan? I think it's, I think it's good. Okay. I don't think there's any problems with it. I think, it, like I said, in the future it'll give us set time, and uh, departments can budget that now. Uh, in the future. So we'll just give them the money first a year for their, if they have the amount of radios or not, or will we still keep doing monthly payments. I would still just do the monthly payments through the auditor's LCRA office. Like yes. we're probably doing right now. Only thing is we'll review the bills and make sure that there's only 15 radials per department yes. on it. Yes. Other than our, you know, being missing share, but for the fire department's only 15. Mm -hmm. Now yes. there is that one odd one that we paid for a Weimer. I don't know why we have that or what it's for. I don't either. Someone yeah. said at one Second time I thought it was to talk with the Weimar Police Department, being the fact I guess we were right there on the county line with them. Yeah. Unless you see a reason we need to keep it, I would. I mean, we can ask them. See, they might not even have that radio anymore. Who knows? Some of these radios that were on the list that we were paying for, and some of the ones that <coughs> uh, the fire departments were paying for, they don't even have them anymore. So it just needs to be updated. We have Mr. Coltrane here with LCRA in case y'all have any questions for him. Did you just come in? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I'm finishing up another meeting. Yeah. Uh, Weimer does still have that radio. Do they? Okay. Yes. And it's my understanding that's the entire purpose of it is for an interop so that they can roll on our system just because they sit on the county line. And our executive vice president looks at it. But besides that, um, <laughs> uh, so, but that's only one radio, to my understanding. Okay. So, um, no, I, if there's any questions you guys have from the LCRA side, we're more than happy to do whatever needs to be done with the county. Uh, we, uh, Since the executive vice president lives there, he wouldn't mind donating that. That airtime, right? <laughs> I, I will ask him. <laughs> I will certainly ask him. It's all about uh, safety. It's all about safety and interoperability and communications. Um, but we're, yeah, we're more than happy, I mean, you want to talk about annual billing if you want to go directly to the well we agree we haven't approved it yet but what the idea was was that the county would pay for 15 radios airtime for each fire department and then the rest <coughs> whatever they have above the fire departments are responsible for covering that cost 
Perfect. That way it's straight across, nice and easy. Everybody, everybody knows. And so right now, we build the county for a certain amount of radios, and then anything above that, we build directly to the agency. So we're more than happy, I'm more than happy to set up that building however you want. If you want to build them directly, you want to give them the money, we can do that, or vice versa. I think it's a cohesive plan. I like it, and I make a motion we approve Commissioner Brosman's suggestion of 150 radios split between the 10 departments. Second. Second by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. <clears throat> Mr. Watson, I believe you may be talking about our next item. Consider and take appropriate action on multiple bids of property not sold at sheriff's sale. Cause number 2994 LaGrange ISD. And I also think we have someone to speak on that item. Yes, we do. Uh, let's go ahead and hear from the lady in the audience, Kimberly Gerard. Hi. And I, I, believe, I believe you were here last meeting. I was here last week, and I want to tell you again thank you for taking, postponing this and taking it into consideration. Um, I just wanted to say that I just would like to have the opportunity to put in a bid that uh, with the new information that I have and not the old information that was given to me by a county employee. Um, and that's basically, I just want it to be fair. And that's my plea to you. Point taken. So, okay. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, before we hear from you, Mr. Watson, Mr. Bernson is also signed up to speak on this. It's just in case. <laughs> okay. So, Mr. Watson, your thoughts on this, please? Um, so this is the deferred item from the last commissioner's court, um, and uh, really on this one, the discretion lies with the court. Uh, whatever the court would like to do here um, is totally within your purview. Uh, there was nothing mechanically wrong with the bidding process, which means we can go ahead and award a bid to one of the bidders that submitted the bid on time. Um, or if we think we can get more money for the property, um, then we can go ahead and reject the bids that we received and have the ISD go ahead and go out for bid and give everybody a new opportunity to bid on, on the property. Um, one recommendation that I did discuss with Mr. Mooring was that if we are going to reject the bids, uh, because these bids became public, um, that we set the minimum bid for the property at the highest bid that was received this first time around. That way, uh, essentially, nobody is aware of what anyone else will have bid coming into the new bidding process. So I guess I'm a little, um, I guess I was interpreting this wrong. I was assuming that in the week, couple of weeks that followed our meeting, that uh, Mr. Ard and perhaps you would have went back to the school district to consider doing that, but that hasn't taken place yet? We did talk to the school district, um, and the school district kind of said, whatever the county decides. Um, same thing with the ISD, kind of put it in our hands. You know, essentially, the, the ball is in our court, so to speak. Um, either we can accept and award one of the bids that we received, or we can reject it and send the ball back to their court where they can uh, place the property back up for bid or not. When so, I talked to Richard, he said they were going to rebid this. So I'm, I'm getting really confused, because I talked to him like two days ago. Right, and I think that, that <clears throat> I think that's because they, they're going to rebid it, and they're changing the language so this doesn't happen anymore, and that right. it's not. And what what it was was the value that was on there was the value when it was taking off the tax rolls, not the current appraised value at today's date, and they're changing that language in it so it's it's 
better interpreted. Right, and I think that that's Mr. Mooring's intention. If we do go ahead and reject the bids, it's Mr. Mooring's intention to go ahead and re-put the property out for bid. So the gen the, the whoever bid the, and, and would have had the highest bid the first time, right. they're pretty much like, you got to re-bid it now because, I mean, even though they followed the, the, the proper procedure and they had the highest bid, you're going to say, I'm sorry. But what if, it was, bid, what if it wasn't fair for some of the other ones that bid? Well, how did they get the right stuff and somebody else didn't? Did somebody actually handed them the wrong information? That's correct. Uh, That's correct. The, right. At the appraisal district, Mr. R was given old information. Oh, so they, it, it wasn't given by a county employee, Mr. Yes, R. Yes, it was. The appraisal district is not our It was. Wait on it. The information is available equally to everyone online would have been the accurate information. Um, you know, however, Mr. Ard was given the, the wrong information and we have a statutory right to deny the bids um, basically for any reason, <coughs> excuse me, any reason that we see fit. Um, and so if we do decide we potentially get more money for the property, we have every right to, to reject it regardless of circumstance and, uh, and put the property back up for bid. Well, well, my thought process has nothing to do with getting more money for the property. It's just that it seemed to me when we discussed this that there was something unfair about it and that the school district should correct it. So I was hoping that today we'd find out that the school district corrected it. So if you're telling me in answer to Commissioner McBroom's question, if Mr. Mooring hasn't decided to do that, I would say the fairest thing is to go back and start from zero opening bid was the top bid that was bid right well the, i don't the, see anything unfair about that sure and, and well, the except idea, for what commissioner brosman said this guy might the person who bid it might feel slighted but fair is fair and i think when the person was given an incorrect number to start with it's just not a fair process sure and to answer your your first question about the isd and uh, the appraisal district uh <coughs> they can't correct it until we deny the bids uh, we have to deny the bids first and then they can go back and put the property back up for bid so understood understood anybody want to discuss that more if not i would say i would say that we deny the bids of the sheriff's sale for cause number 2994 LaGrange ISD. Is that your motion? Yes, that's my motion. A second. Second by Commissioner McBroom. All in favor say aye. Aye. All opposed? Motion carries. All right. Item number 15 acknowledge the fiber service drops and upgrades of Colorado Valley Telephone Cooperative Incorporated to install new buried fiber, fiber optic cables and copper cables within the corridors of Rice Road, Precinct 1, Willow Springs, Wonderlick Road, Krebs Road, Krebsville Road, Henniger Lane, Precinct 2, and Burger Road, Precinct 4. Cassie, you want to say anything about that? Uh, Not really. Huh? I so move. Motion has been made by Commissioner Brosman. Second. Second by Commissioner McBroom. All in favor say aye. Aye. Uh, Opposed? Motion carries. Next item on the agenda. Uh, have Mr. Burnson would like to speak to it. You've got a circle and a check mark. 
Does that mean that you may want to speak to? Okay. Consider, discuss, and take appropriate action in ordering an election to abolish yep. the office of Fayette County Surveyor seat. Mr. Burnson? I just want to say that at one time the county surveyor uh, provided a very important duty and function to the county since that role has ended or is, uh, has been existed for many, many years now, that purpose. And we probably should have eliminated it years ago, but I think it's time to do it now, and I support it. All right. Uh, as I'm sure probably everyone knows in the state of Texas, it's just not as easy as uh, to say we're going to abolish that seat. It has to be brought before uh, the voters. So our item on the agenda today is to discuss ordering an election to abolish the Office of County Surveyor. Am I correct on that, Terry? Yes, but I think, Blake, you want to speak about it? Yes, um, I think this is just a, a procedural motion um, as we currently essentially have the, the vacant county's uh, surveyor seat, um, the option for the court to go ahead and, and eliminate that position um, certainly can be done, but we do have to do that through an election and in order for us to get there, commissioner's court has to approve it being put on the, on the ballot for November. Okay, having said that, thank you, Mr. Uh, Watson, and thank you, Terry. I move that we uh, order an election to abolish the office of the county surveyor seat and let the voters decide. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkin, uh, uh, Commissioner Sternot, all in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Good. Is that going to be a special election? No, it'll be in November, no. right, Terry? It'll be on the uniform election day in November. It will be a special election, so it'll be happening concurrently. Right. But it, it, we're already running the other election, so there won't be any added expense. It'll just be done along with the other one. The only added expense I can think of would be that I will have to post a notice in the paper for the special election in addition to the other election, which those notices usually run several hundred dollars. So that's the only additional expense I can think of. It had to be this time. with another state election. Right? Yes. Yeah, so. If memory serves me, the last time we did this was like about 40 years ago with the treasurer's seat, right? 40, how many years ago? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it was about 40 years ago. Yeah, that was mm, probably I was in high school maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And probably yeah. wasn't thinking about elections then. Well, we'll just move along then. Yeah. All right. Consider and take appropriate action in approving the auto and liability renewal of the Texas Association of Counties for the year 23-24. This is our uh, normal insurance for our automobiles and uh, general liability. It takes effect in November. Um, the only thing that may be a little bit different that we'd like y'all to consider that we haven't done in the past is the law enforcement to the district attorney endorsement. Uh, is to add that coverage. Uh, it's a minimum contribution of $500. It covers the district attorney's office when they're involved in law enforcement activities. And I didn't see that little minimum being, I feel like it would be better if we did add it. And I'm also adding the coverage for the district judge on that too. There was two sections we could add both of them. At that same fee? I would believe so. 
Um, otherwise, we have gone through with all of y'all on the vehicles that we needed to remove, and we are removing them off the Now, the only thing we had not had in the past here that we have had and we have acknowledged is the drone that we have for the EMS department. Y'all have any other questions on that? Do we need to add those two items on the motion or? Uh, they're on the questionnaire. I've already filled them out. So if you just approve our liability renewal, then everything that was on your documentation has included on it. I move we approve the auto and liability renewal with the Texas Association of Counties for year 2023 to 2024. Motion's been made by Commissioner McBroom. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternoddle. All in favor say aye. aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Next item on the agenda, consider, discuss, and take appropriate action regarding the request for fuel surcharge being included on invoices from CMEX for road materials, hauling, etc. that was not in the original bid for the year 2023. When CMEX bidded this, they did not submit this additional paperwork with their bid. So when Drew had gotten um, some limestone and was hauled no. by CMEX or cover up, we got charged fuel surcharge on it. We went back to Tony, who's with CMEX, and Tony said, well, I submitted this to you. And in review of what he sent to me, I said, no, you did not. We need to know if y'all still want to accept this from CMEX. This is in addition to their bid that they will be charging fuel surcharge in the future on any deliveries y'all have. Otherwise, uh, I know the price for just picking it up at the yard stayed the same. And <coughs> some of y'all do just go there and pick it up from their yard directly and don't have any of the delivery charges. Does that sound like an honest mistake that uh, they just forgot no. to include that? He didn't. He didn't do his job and send it to us. So, because I buy the most from them and he never sent it to me. But we, I don't haul. Sometimes we'll get a hundred loads delivered in, but I just won't get any delivered in from him for the end of, for the rest of the year. And he just has to understand he's got to submit that at the beginning of the year. I mean, just because fuel isn't going up, then Mark Schmidt submits his at the beginning of the year. If price yes. goes above whatever three dollars a gallon, then they charge a fuel surcharge. But CMEX didn't include it in their bid. But um, at the beginning of the year when I had it hauled in, there was no surcharge. So no one worried about it. But now all of a sudden fuel went up a little bit, so he charged. So I mean, my suggestion is don't get it delivered from the year and just be done with it. But we owe them $100. I told them they should just eat the $100. We buy a lot of material from them. I believe, Drew, we did, didn't you? You told uh, Sherry to just go ahead and pay it. We have, whenever I told Sherry to go ahead and pay it, after we had numerous emails going back and forth and talking on the phone, he sent me this document. He said he sent this in with the bid that time, and I showed Sherry. She was like, oh, okay. I, I said, well, I guess we have to pay it if they sent this in with the bid. And that's, I they know. did not include it with the bid. Yeah. I mean, and I'm I not going to buy any more from them this year, so it doesn't matter if we approve it or not. I'm not going to deal with it. And I did 
uh, had the discussion with Tony about him not including it. Because I said, had you included it, we would have signed it and returned it to you. So I guess at this point, we should decide if we are going to approve or deny this. And having to hear from both of you guys. I don't know if you all are going to need it. We don't I, I don't need it. Well, then I move that we deny the request for fuel surcharge being included on the invoices from CMEX for road materials, hauling, etc. that was not included in the original bid for 2023. Okay, motion has been made by Commissioner Barosma to deny that. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Do we need to send them a letter now? Yes, say I'll send them saying we denied it and that we'll just buy from the pit in the future. But I will inform him that next year he must include this in order to be considered in the bids. Okay, next item on the agenda, Cindy, uh, consider and take appropriate action concerning approval of the payment of currently due bills for the county. I have one correction on the bills um, that I caught this morning. Uh, Trulishek and company should have been made out to Stevenson, Phil, and LeBron. So we are going to correct that check today and just ask that y'all approve it. On the fact that we're going to correct it, but it shouldn't have been made out for trailship because our contract is with Stevenson. Otherwise, do you all have any questions? <coughs> I refuse my vote. Motion's been made by Commissioner Brosman to pay the bills. <coughs> Second. Second by Commissioner Sternaudel. All in favor say aye. Aye. Uh, Opposed? Motion carries. Item number 20, conduct a Fayette County budget workshop to hear and consider requests from funding from departments, offices, and precincts, and from agencies and organizations and to discuss revenues and expenditures for the 2024 county budget and take any action the court deems necessary. At our last meeting, we met with <coughs> department heads Richard and- Richard Mooring is Yeah, Richard Mooring is sitting out there. I didn't put you in there. Yeah, can we have him come in, please? Richard Mooring. <coughs> <coughs> <laughs> Come on in here, folks. Hope you can find some place to find a seat. Okay, thank y'all for being here. The item we're approaching here is to conduct a, uh, a workshop to hear and consider requests for funding from departments, offices, precincts, and from agencies and organizations and to discuss revenues and expenditures for the 2024 county budget and take any action court deemed necessary. Uh, last meeting, we met with department heads who were requesting anything out of the ordinary, I think is the best way to say that. And then from other, we also heard from nonprofit entities. Are there any nonprofit entities that were, are here today that weren't here last? Yes, ma'am. Uh, please, t please tell us what uh, 
What's your thoughts of, of the coming budget year, please? Okay. Thank you for this opportunity. I've been beset with bronchitis. Thank you, Sahara Test. Just about it. I have a packet of information here for y'all. I represent Senior Connections in Schulenburg, which is a senior center and probably the only one with a, almost a 50 mile radius uh, of Schulenburg. Um, and what you have there is a kind of an end of year report, a mid year report right now. We put some some brochures in there for y'all. And I think the point I'm trying to make just right off the bat is that we have vastly improved. Senior Connections uh, was kind of, no one knew where it was, no one knew what we did. We went through a strategic planning process to address that um, early in, in the year. And as a result of that, we now have a strategic plan. The strategic plan helped us identify gaps and we immediately hired a director of development. And, and that is why we have these beautiful materials in front of us today. I can go sit down in front of the donor now and make a professional kind of ask, as we never did before. Um, the, the, the letter there tells you what we did with the, with the funding that we received in the past. How much money do you, have you received last year? Do you know? Um, $10,000. Is that correct, Ms. Yes, Fett? Okay. Yes, sir. And we just want to say everything's on the increase. Um, we changed our name to Senior Connections from a four-word phrase that no one knew what it was. Now when you call 211 and ask for the nearest Senior Center, they give you Senior Connections, phone number, address, and I, I was just amazed. I called it myself just to find out and make sure it works, and it does. And we, we had an ice cream social this Tuesday to bring in new people, and we had 52 people in the house, which is a record breaker for us. And we signed up 15 new members that day. And applications went home as well. So we are anticipating increasing everything, increasing our, our numbers, our attendance. If you see on those graphs, these are numbers that we stand behind. No more smoke and mirrors. Well, Everything's in the clear. Our mission statement is not a paragraph anymore. It is to enhance the quality of life for the seniors we serve. Period, short and sweet. Yes, sir. So we, we would appreciate the continued support of the county and and um, Mr. Grossman's been great as our commissioner. We, we thank him for always answering our question and being a great resource to us. And so we want to work through the parameters of the county. Take this information packet home and look it over. Take your time with it. Call me if you have any questions because we just feel like for the first time we're having a real fundraiser. We're having our very first like a real nonprofit fundraiser grown-up style no more nickel and diamond and raffles and things like that because we hired that director of development she's up in our game and so this we've been going around town yesterday we, we sold a $1,500 table and we sold a $2,500 table and so I, I am just flipping over everything saying that's community confidence that's the community knowing what we do now and where we are and the numbers we serve, we give them to you there in that report so you can look at them at your leisure. Well, we appreciate what you do, and we appreciate you coming here today. Uh, our, at our last meeting, we heard from the different nonprofits, and as we explained to them, this information that, you, that they provided us and that you have provided us today, we're going to take this all into consideration and uh, contemplate this 
But again, thank you for what you do and thank you for being here. Yes, sir. Thank you all for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Now, also at uh, our last meeting, we discussed uh, with department heads who were asking something from out of the ordinary and also from these nonprofits, we excluded the pig to the big two departments that being the sheriff's department and the uh, emergency medical services so let's let's have a discussion please sheriff or and mr vandiver if y'all want to Tell us your thoughts on your budget for next year, please. As y'all are aware, we've got 58 positions at the sheriff's office. We're currently down five positions. We're having the most difficult time trying to fill those. And I feel that it's because of our pay scale. The, all the surrounding agencies around us start their officers at a higher rate. And then they quickly advance just to try to get out of it. But our biggest competitors are the guys around us. We're losing people in Bastrop County, we're losing them in Austin County because they pay for So any raises that y'all can afford us or try to catch us up to these other departments is most appreciated and most necessary if we're going to try to continue to maintain the quality officers we have here. And I'm going to brag on my guys a little bit. If you look at all the surrounding counties, we outwork every one of them. But we also get underpaid by every one of them. So let's recognize our people for the job that they do and give them all you can afford to give them. Uh, my biggest feel. And I mean, we're still trying to recruit people. If we can, maybe that'll help us where we can get some more people in. If we hire more people, that'll cut down on our overtime and comp time. Because if we have these vacancies, somebody's got to make up the service. So who's making it up? The loyal employees that we have here. They're working extra to cover those vacancies and it's costing us overtime that we're unprepared for. And I know we've talked about it going to the 86 hour pay week or pace uh, period over the 80 hour, which will help a lot. So that's one hour blessing. The rest of what we're asking for is basic equipment that we need. I know we've got a request in for four vehicles that look like they're coming. Those were paid for or budgeted for our last cycle that were never delivered. So when you look at an exorbitant number of vehicles we're asking for, understand that four of those were already committed for, but just hadn't been paid out because we didn't receive it. And we appreciate you and uh, Chief Deputy Nowitzki giving us this information yesterday. We, we as a group, I'm sure, haven't had time to absorb all the information you laid out to us. I'd like to discuss your comment about the salaries that that is a problem for you as I understand in that finding competent personnel Mr. Novisky you're raising your I'm hand. I'm going to add to what the sheriff has already told you uh, in our world in EMS's world you can't get anybody off the street and advertise to come into our business they have to be state certified I want you to remember that we all carry a state certified license and to do that you have to go to school and school isn't one week. It lasts a long time for EMTs, paramedics, and, and law enforcement, jailers, and dispatch. Everybody who works for us has to have a state license.
So we can't just go out and get five people and say, hey, come in the door and you're going to be a cop today and you're a dispatcher and you're a jailer. I just want everybody to understand that. It's a lot different than what goes on in the civilian world because you can go anywhere and get a job. You can't drive an 18-wheeler without a commercial license. I get that. But as far as law enforcement, our agency, anybody works there, they have to have a certified license other than the two civilians. Long, long gone are the days where here you're a deputy here's a badge those days are over with those days exist those, those days existed here's your hand here's your keys to your car yeah yeah well i guess gentlemen i say this uh we're not taking any action on anything today am i right miss avelka we're having a broad discussion just know that by next week we do need to take some kind of action because by August 10th I have to have a proposed uh, budget for y'all to approve. Okay. Because by August 15th it has to be filed with the county clerk's office. So we'll be having a meeting next week then. We'll have to. So so before we go any farther, let's go to Mr. Vandenberg. Your thoughts, Josh? So I generally have the same comment. So. Uh, everyone, no one is more tired than me of hearing the word COVID, but that is where a marked change in healthcare happened. Um, Hale's oldest time at Fayette County MS. Uh, we bring people in, we train them. Back, you know, we used to, we would bring people in, train them, they work here for a couple of years, they'd go to a bigger agency, bigger pay. Uh, now, we bring people in, we train them, we have them a couple of years, and they quit healthcare. I mean, we have a person that quit a couple of years ago to go hang up Christmas lights and do seasonal yard work because uh, healthcare is just not for him anymore. Um, it is, you know, a paramedic, we don't really struggle to hire EMTs. We struggle to hire paramedics. Paramedics the, is the equivalent level of education of an associate's degree in college. It's a two-year program. Um, the minimum amount of time that you can get your paramedic is about 10 months, and that's without going through the college-based side of things. Um, you know, we bring people in, and when we lose someone, just like the sheriff's office, we don't have the we don't have the ability to just have one less person on the street. If we have one less person on the street, that means you guys get to pick which one of your uh, communities have an ambulance shut down for the day. Um, and so, luckily, we have really worked hard. My first budget that I wrote, we accomplished a significant pay raise just out of taking money from other pieces of our budget. To, to bolster those numbers. Um, so you'll see in this budget request that I did ask for uh, more than the standard pay raise that's been talked about. Um, it's all kind of lined out in there. Um, not out of the ordinary, but big expenditures I always put in my budget needs assessment so that you guys have eyes on what we're doing. Um, equipment replacements, so our equipment all has an end of life. Um, we stretch that out a lot. So there are a couple of equipment replacements in here. One stretcher, uh, you may be surprised to know that one stretcher costs $26,000. Um, they're an expensive item. Um, stair but, chairs are, Hold on a second. But that's obviously more than just a normal stretcher. Isn't that some kind of, kind of a power it's stretcher? It's a power stretcher, but I mean, the non-power model is still 20 grand. I mean, you're not gonna, you're not gonna pick one up for $5,000. Um, uh, and also like, these stretchers, even the non-power models rated for 
you know, a 750 pound person. And if you think that, that we don't use it for that, maybe not 750 pounds, but uh, um, they also pay for themselves with one back injury when you lose an employee for six months and have to pay the replacement at double, you know, time and a half. Um, stair chairs are something that we have to have. We, again, we don't have to have the one that we have, but the one that we have is most efficient. Those are for going to second stories or split level houses or, or quarter houses or just condensed living rooms and, and hallways. We can get patients out that can't walk on their own power. Um, there, there's an ambulance budget in here. Uh, we have worked through a couple options. Uh, the judge has actually helped a lot with this at seeking a private donor that may be willing to pay for the cost of an ambulance up to $350,000 next year. So that'll be a big plus one for our budget if we can remove that amount. Uh, and then uh, we did make some notes uh, in the budget. We did some increases as far as uh, so our maintenance, our vehicle maintenance and, and equipment maintenance has gone up. Obviously, like it's more expensive for the mechanic shop to buy oil and buy filters and buy parts, and their labor's more expensive because they're having to pay more for gas and groceries too. So we've increased those budget items, as you can see. Um, vehicle maintenance and equipment maintenance is $40,000 increase for next year. It's also important to note we're putting an extra 2,000 miles a week on our fleet uh, since the hospital's closed, since Aerovac's closed. We've done, we've had to change our whole treatment model. So we're putting an extra 2,000 miles a week on our ambulances. We're getting paid for an extra thousand of it, you know, 800 of it. Um, the uh, fuel budget, uh, for obvious reasons, more miles more on the trucks means more fuel for the trucks. Uh, tires, tubes, and batteries. Again, we need to. We, we're gonna we're gonna be close this year on meeting our tires budget uh, because we've had to replace more tires. We've also, we've also had some flats uh, that couldn't be fixed. Uh, medical waste disposal, something that was previously unbudgeted. We always kind of paid it out of like a random line item. I think for transparency's sake, we've created that line item. It wasn't funded this year. Um, Cindy's helped us. Cindy has helped us to create line items for a little better transparency and put that money in there. Um, and then we've increased our medical supplies budget for the same reasons. Um, some stuff that's important to note, last year we returned in the neighborhood of $100,000 to the general fund by exceeding revenue and, and under, you know, getting under on our projected expenditures. This year we're on pace to exceed our revenue by about $300,000. Uh, we budgeted $1.7 million of revenue this year, and as of the end of June, we already collected 1.1. Um, so we got a whole half of a year yet to meet, you know, half of what we've done in the first half of the year. Uh, we're busier, there's less downtime on shifts, uh, there's more critical calls, and there's less help for us when we're on critical calls. Um, I've made the comment to some people that it's starting to feel like we're kind of the Alamo for healthcare in Fayette County right now. Um, and, uh, you know, we, just like the Sheriff's Office, we are just trying to stay in a position with these raises where we can keep up with our competitors. And while we do compete with big markets, and you guys have had criticism about that, like, hey, <coughs> next time you do a budget, I've never done this, but, you know, hey, when you do your budget, maybe let's not compare to, you know, the Houston Fire Department and College Station Fire Department. Let's compare to, um, like departments, and so we've compared this budget to Lavaca, Colorado, um, Washington, and Austin counties. Um, 
the other thing we do in our budget, you know, we don't do the certification pay, the longevity pay, the we don't do all that either. Our budget number is what it is. Um, we're very transparent with those numbers. Our guys work a lot of time, and you know, there's always criticism about overtime for police and paramedics. I can almost guarantee you that of the 40 people, almost 40 people that work in our department, there's probably five of them that actually enjoy working overtime and want to work overtime. They work their 48-hour shift and they want to go home and rest and be with their families. So that that overtime is not a perk. And and we have said it, we've identified it for years. The biggest threat to our department's sustainability, and I'm sorry you haven't kind of peered around this thing. Biggest threat to our department's account, our ability to retain employees is the mandatory overtime that we force down their throats. And they have to come in and work. They work a 48, 96 shift, and once every four weeks, their middle two days off, they're on call. And if someone calls in sick or someone took vacation and no one picked that shift up, they have to come in and work another 48. Those weeks for them, they work for 48 hours, they're off for 48 hours. No, they work for 48 hours, they're off for a day, they work another 48 hours, they're off a day, and they're back for 48 hours. And that's, that's rough stuff. Um, so the good news in all of this, really, is despite where we're at with inflation, every single proposal in front of you is only a 2.3% increase, increase, or $93,600 increase to our budget year over year when the rate of inflation is arguably seven to 10, you know, five to 10%. So we're outperforming inflation. We have a great team. We're working our butts off to keep our great team. You know, in October of last year, um, kind of after the budget process went through, we lost three really good people. Um, none of them currently doing EMS anymore. And uh, the uh, kind of the whole the whole problem with replacing them, not keeping people because of pay, the whole problem with replacing them is if they're driving through counties paying better than us, why would they come here? They're driving through counties with two to one retirement in the same retirement system we're in, why would they come here? Other than the community that we have, the culture here is great. Uh, I'm certainly fortunate to work here. Uh, so that's what I would ask you guys to consider. And, uh, and again, people don't just graduate with Range High School, Schulenburg High School, um, and come to our office and apply for a job. They go to Teeks or to Blinn or to an online school and they take a six week class and they do 200 hours of clinical rotations, basically working on an ambulance for free to learn the ropes. And then they go into a year long paramedic program and they work again for another 600 hours. They work in hospitals and ambulances and all these things for free, not getting paid to get their certification. And then they come to us and we train them Hopefully we get, you know, if we can start getting five to 10 years at a time out of these people, we would be doubling our profession's average. The average lifespan, like career span of a paramedic from the time they graduate paramedic school to the time they leave working on an ambulance is three to six years. And, and we are outperforming that right now, but. Is your, is your pay the salaries for your employees and keeping employees, is that a constant issue with you? It is. So again, my first budget that I wrote, I, I was able to accomplish a bigger raise than the county did countywide within my budget. I cleaned some stuff up, moved some stuff around. Uh, we've had Angela. We've had the commissioner's court supporting us and going after grants. ARP saved our department's life because we were able to recapitalize on a lot of equipment and trucks that didn't have to come out of the county budget. 
um, stations. Um, you know, we, we've done a lot with federal dollars here. Um, but what keeps me up at night is if we have another one person gets sick or has a baby and so like we've, we've had it happens almost every time someone has a baby they come back for their first, first 48 hour shift after maternity leave and they say ooh you know being away from my infant for 48 hours this close to having a baby guys and girls um, <coughs> coming back being away from my kid for 48 hours is not for me so I'm going to go down to part time Going down to part-time usually means, you know, I'm going to step out and go find something else to do where I can be at home at night. Um, so it's a huge struggle for us. If we don't, um, if we don't do something about it, the thing that keeps me up at night is, at night is where are we going to have to cut services? What are we going to have to start providing? You know, if we get into that position, and I mean we've been there. October, October, November, December were some rough months at Fayette County EMS. Luckily, we seem to be building out of that. We've got a lot of highly motivated EMTs that are taking paramedic classes. Um, three of them graduate in three weeks, so we'll have three more paramedics on staff. Um, and then we've got six more in paramedic school, so we're going to have a huge bench. That was Judge Weber's thing that he said in this room. He wanted, he pushed and pushed and pushed for us to develop our bench, have people to replace these people when they leave and step into those roles. And, and we have done that. We're almost there, I should say. Let's not count our chickens before they hatch. But we have, we have worked our butts off to do it, and our people are working their butts off, and that's what I'm asking for in this budget, is let's do what we need to do to show that we, we appreciate them and that, and that we're gonna keep them. All right, uh, Cindy and Paula, I think in the last couple of, I'm sorry. Yes, sir. I just want to add in on what the sheriff said on a lot of things, and just like Josh said, for our department, <laughs> keeping good people is very important. And these guys get called out, and he told you we're five down. That says next week our jail administrator's retiring. We got to put that's going to put us five down, and uh, they're trying to get a uh, actually on, on everything, trying to keep them there. The pay is very important. It's going to help. I know it's a tough decision. But it's something I think the citizens, citizens understand what emergency services, law enforcement, and our dispatch, our jail, very important in our jail that we're two down in the jail. Uh, other things we ask for in dispatch as you go through this, uh, we put you a breakdown sheet of this whole book that was made. Yes, sir. And it tells our reasoning. But in dispatch, you'll see some of the things they asked for is new flooring, which I think anybody who's been on this commission for a long time knows that we've asked for that a few years and uh, of course a new shred. Most of it is routine. In the jail is what I want to, I'm just going at that. We're asking for a new position in there in the jail and uh, it would work right under the jail administrator. It'd be a day shift job to help with the functions that the jail administrator is going through right now. Uh, it's a tough job. The state comes down and you need somebody right under them to help them. It would create a new position in there, but we're asking for that. Uh, our plumbing repair we put in there because we're going to work on the water. Y'all know we've been talking about this, so we, have, we put in a big price in there, but I think there might be avenues of other ways to get funds. I also want to reiterate with Angela and the art money, we also got three vehicles, which one's not delivered yet, which really helped us. One is animal control, who is a jailer that goes out in the county and picks up dogs. He, he finally got a new vehicle, which is it's really nice. And you're gonna see it, it's not in service yet, but it almost is with the stickers on it. The other one is real important to this county is mental health. 
and Jeremy was driving an old vehicle, an old truck, and now he's got a brand new uh, SUV, and uh, he goes all around this county. He doesn't sit in the office, always just wait for calls. He goes out and he follows up with the mental health people in our community every day. And he goes out there and checks on them to try to see if they're in a crisis or they're on their medications, because that's the number one problem with mental health is having somebody to check on these people and reassure them that they're uh, taking their medications and stuff like that, because some of them don't have family members that can do that. Right. So just wanted to let you know that as you look down all this, uh, didn't get to finish it all, but no. uh, we added, like Sheriff said, our vehicles, we put some vehicles in there, talked to Cindy, we added those other ones in the bottom just to look at because they're not here yet. And, and at the end of the year, if they're not here, last year we got the ones from the year before in November. So if they don't get here by the end of the year and it's not carried over, then it's going to be a it's a budget problem on there. Sure. <laughs> and we appreciate those. And you've given us plenty of, of information to contemplate. Uh, Cindy and Paula, the last couple of workshops we've done, raises were discussed. Have y'all had a chance? I see Mr. Mooring is here. Would you, was it, would everybody like to hear from Mr. Mooring now or from Cindy and Paula about the how, how those numbers look? How about Mr. Mooring so he can go back and try to figure our tax rate and our <laughs> voter approval rate? Mr. Mooring, please. Yeah, so, okay, so I don't have rates for you today. I'll hopefully have those next week. Uh, I did certify a value on Monday, I believe it was. Of about uh, just shy of $5 billion, which is up about 17% uh, from last year. Uh, so if I was to have to say, I would say the rate is going to be no, no more than it was last year that you'll be able to adopt. Uh, so if that helps, you know, between now and next week, as far as your budget and purposes, uh, I would go ahead and use that for, for now until we know next week. But uh, I uh, will be communicating with Cindy probably in the next day or two to get some more information so that we can get started on that on that process. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, we have uh, gained some value over the over the current uh, cycle. So um, that that about all I can say, and that's about all I know at this point. But next week we should be in a better position to to figure it out. Okay, Cindy. Uh, what you requested today, I'll have to you this afternoon. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> no problem. I got about 12, 13 more of y'all, so. And I did give y'all, based on his certified, based on last year's tax row, uh, tax rate, and based on 95%, y'all will see an uh, estimate of what we think we may do. And that's including y'all's tax. Well, we have a long way to go in this budget process, but as I have said uh, at the last one, I think I speak for everyone on the court, we are well aware that we have good employees up and down uh, all departments and throughout the county, and we are also well aware that it's difficult at times to keep good employees. So we, we as a court, I feel comfortable, are going to strive to, uh, to keep our employees uh, happy. So the biggest 
thing for the sheriff's department EMS is to pay out of your budget, both y'all. Just bumping up the pay. That's number one priority. Thank you, Richard. Thank you. Have a good day. So that's the biggest thing out of both y'all. Do we want to have a discussion about raise for employees? You can't. One thing I'd like to say on the Sheriff's Department and EMS and put y'all together this, there's all these different, you use certificate pay, you ask for bilingual. Is there a way you can build that just to make it where it's at y'all's discretion to pay an extra instead of having another line item hidden? I don't want to say hidden, that's not the right word, but where it's, it's having to be figured a lot more difficultly when y'all could just figure out what that is per year and put it in there. I'll answer that. If we could restructure and get differential pay, right now we have a problem where a deputy three makes $10 a year more than a deputy two or whatever. But if we can put some differentials in there, where's the incentive to stay longer to move up or whatever, and the deputy fives make as much as an investigator almost, or as much as a sergeant. That, that was our only way of trying to give them a little raises and try to keep them along all before. If we could finally come in and put in new steps, say, okay, you get $5,000 a year more to be a sergeant than you do to be an investigator or whatever. But that's one of the things I, I get, I get that, but like you're asking for the bilingual for $300 a year. I mean, why don't y'all just raise the, the range, salary range by 15 cents per hour, and that comes out to about $300 a year. And then you don't have to call the auditor. You just say, hey, this is you just say we're raising their salary for this. Instead of having to create a policy, because what is bilingual? How do you so meet can speak both? Yeah, because we need that. But and I, and I, I'm not saying you don't need it. I'm just right. saying, how do we simplify it to make it where it just, y'all do it on y'all side. Are you going to put 15 cents an hour on everybody or, or just on that one person? No. Uh, to me, it's easier it's just up to, to your department. As your department would have the discretion to raise it to 15 cents. My, my perspective on it, so we don't currently do it. We've, we've had the discussion, and as you guys see in your packet, option one is the raises we've asked for. Option two is, hey, let's make it super complicated and move this money around and play that game. Um, I, I think that there needs to be, that needs to be a specific process, kind of how it exists, and it needs to be categorized, because it's the only, in my opinion, it's the only way to really ensure some level of accountability and where those incentive pays are going. Of who's getting what. Yeah, that's, that's my read on it. You know, if we ended up proposing that, um, we would propose it in a similar way. Now, what I would do is probably have a line item for stipends and incentives. Um, Washington County actually does this for their EMS. Um, I would have a line item for stipends and incentives and Come June, I would kind of look at where I think everyone's going to be, what certs they'll have, how many years of service, calculate it up, put it in that line item, move it out of salaries. But, but, but you do understand, Josh, that you already have that because that raise, it's up to the, de the department head to, he can give one employee more and the other employee more. So you already have that discretion. So, yes and no. Um, I would rather, so I am more concerned with getting our base rate pay competitive than I am chopping it up and incentivizing the growth 
and the professional incentives at this point. I, I think that's vitally important to, to focus on the professional incentives and that stuff. We're just at a point in my department where it's more important to me to be able to compete for employees in the first place, and then we can get into the weeds of let's pay for advanced cardiovascular life support, emergency pediatric care, you know, an associate's degree, let's pay for that. Let's mess with that once we're competing with our counties, okay? Because I know they're all going for and anticipating to do, you know, significant raises too. Well, and maybe it's, I'm, I'm making it too complicated. Let's just say like the bilingual. I'm, I'm by all means, we need it. I mean, it's, a, it's something, but instead of having this $300 where we have to create a policy, y'all just figure out what $300 is for a year, which is about 15 cents an hour, and figure out how many people you're gonna budget to do that in a year, and we increase those by that amount. And then y'all just handle it on your own when you get somebody in. You have two right now, you're raising 15 cents. If you think you're gonna get two more, you budget for two more, and, and y'all just, one phone call to other, hey, raise your salary 15 cents. Okay, so are you saying that you wanna say, let's say our gross salary for the department is a million dollars. I don't know what it is, it's not that. We just use that as a number. So then you wanna say, okay, on that, we wanna figure in another 15 cents an hour, and then we'll divide it up to those that have how many think you're going to get? So, I mean, you're going to do a lump sum for all the salaries, and we just cut it up how we want. Or do you want to do our different positions? Well, I mean, that? some of this, too, I'll, I'll defer to, the, to, to Paul on what's... I'm just trying to make it, it... It is getting so complicated with all the departments instead of just a flat pay raise or to just to kind of streamline it and make it where it's the department head's choice to add this into that employee instead of... I like it the way it is, and the reason I do is because of transparency. They can see, hey, this this supervisor makes this much. Just it's just easier, cleaner on our end. It may be more work on the auditor, but for us, if someone calls in and says, "How much does your sergeant make?" Right, and we can show them. The but right case. now, this is the problem. You say the sergeant makes fifty thousand dollars a year, but then they get three thousand dollars certificate pay. They get three hundred. It gets instead of just saying they make fifty-eight thousand dollars a year. Right. Yeah, they don't want to get that. Yeah. You're talking about more like you proposed last year where you had structured salaries for the. Right. Because I remember that very detailed. It's just easier for us. You, would, you might do incentives on top of that, but the first thing you have to do is get the structure, get them all for the All sergeants should make the same amount. But now let's say this sergeant's got a master's peace officer certificate, this one here is intermediate. Well, you want to compensate him for his time. Or maybe so. That's why it's easier for Maybe it would be better to do the, like Josh is saying, with the a different line item with that on there or something. Okay, well, we just to make it easier. I do an individual and line I'm, item. I'm by no means saying take it away. I'm, I'm oh, on board, right. so I mean, I'm just trying to make it easier. Well, well, maybe we can do, we do the line item for incentive pay or yeah. whatever you call it. I don't like stipends because it's not like you get nothing. But I'd rather say for I can say it, it is more complicated, but on the positive side of that, like Josh said, it's more accountability in terms of if they're just calling and saying, well, I think, you know, this one's valued more, and then you just throw out a number to, you know, that makes it very hard to understand. And I put this on for each of the commissioners and the judge that kind of, it doesn't have names of say a lieutenant, you know, it's got their salary, it's got their straight pay, their master service, their FTO, they get instructor pay, and then you do get that bottom line number. And I get to what you're saying, um, Jason, 
you know, you get a 5% increase to your budget line item, it's your discretion to, you know, give merit raises based off of that or give an underperforming employee, you're not going to want to give them the 5%. You want to value, you know, your harder workers a little bit more. And it gives you that flexibility. With this structure, there isn't that flexibility, which I get for internally is better for your officers to be a little more streamlined. Okay, but on the other way. They're all underpaid from where they're at. Right. So you tell this one, okay, well, yeah, you're not performing right. as much, but you know what? I'm gonna cut you. You know how many we're gonna lose? Yeah. No, we're I understand. The, so in, in order to try to maintain what we got, we've been trying to yeah. do. Yeah. Like you said, you need to pay salary pay for everybody, yes. and then you start looking at the incentive stuff for everybody. And I think our incentives, from like the research and ending what y'all proposed to, we're in a good place with what we pay for incentives in terms of master's. Yeah. We're we're really good on that line item. But the salaries, yes, you know, are different. The biggest thing that I think we talked at last um, meeting that would, I don't think is really an option to not absorb is that six hours, you know, bi-weekly because of that, that overtime, you know, it's, it's unbudgeted for, it'll really balance us out and I think we'll be in a better place. With that being said, it's going to look no matter what raise is given, it is a large increase to the budget just doing that. So I just, that's going to be deceptive. People are going, yeah. oh, you got this big right. increase it, when you really did. So if y'all gave 5% and then we also included the six hours, it's a 12% increase to their budget. So it, you know, it's going to be a high increase past whatever raise is given, regardless of what way it goes. Um, but to help with overtime and things that were being spent that were not budgeted for, it, really has to happen. As we go on from here today until uh, we have the next budget workshop, I'd like to go on record as saying that as I've said earlier, I think every employee for the county is good and deserves more money. I do feel that the Sheriff's Department and the EMS is, is uh, something that I hear quite often about losing good personnel. And if we want to be a strong county and operate in a professional manner, we have to have good people. And if paying those people more is something we have to do, I would not be opposed to having a certain percent raise for employees across the board, but then entertaining a higher raise for uh, the Sheriff's Department personnel and the EMS personnel. So what I did provide um, the court was EMS and Sheriff's Office uh, at both at five and at seven percent. You know, I don't. That was what was asked uh, the court last meeting. So you can see what that difference is. I think it's still different than you know what they're requesting to bring them up where they'd like to be. Um, but just so you can kind of see what the, the difference is there across the board with retirement, all the, all the other things that we, we pay on top of salary. Did you provide the proposal that we made, that the drafted proposal that you made? I did. Us? I did not or the sheriff's what their drafted proposal was. Um, but I have next. Yeah, maybe next next time, like Cassie said. But I did start to work on for both of them what they're requesting, what that looks like across, you know, all the way across and what that difference is. Um, I did get a little further with Josh's on kind of seeing what the percentage would be um, for what he is requesting. And I don't I think it was slightly under 10. It's 9.2% is the yeah. total how it shakes out. And there's restructuring. And we did some restructuring on his part-time positions and lowering some of those budgeted funds to, to 
I would I would like for Paula and Cindy to run these numbers, especially after the information we've got from Mr. Mooring, and I'd like for you to explore the numbers of 10% raises for sheriffs and EMS and 5% for the rest of employees. I think it's really important. We do as much as we can for the sheriff's department EMS. I mean, you, you watch the Austin news, which Austin is a whole other creature. But I mean, you watch that and you, you see it every evening. Now, when people call 911, they have no clue when help is going to come. I mean, I can sit here in Fayette County and know if I call 911, it's going to be here immediately. I mean, the response time is great. The services you get is unbelievable in this county. Look at all the resources you have. Look at the equipment. Look at the officers. Look at the EMTs. Look at the volunteer fire departments and everything you have. We're going in such a good direction. I dang sure don't want it to turn around and start going the opposite direction. Well, we get back a lot of that to answer it too with the grants on the equipment and stuff. My God, we couldn't do half of what we do without all that. We'll just keep looking for EMS, I can say too, EMS would be in really, really bad shape. We did a lot of recapitalizing equipment and approving quarters and all kinds of that stuff with help from Angela and the ARP funds and the cat and the uh, Cat Rack grant and, and all that stuff, LCRA grant, you know, we've, we've done a lot from what we can do to save the county on general fund money for equipment, but now we're asking the county, invest in our people, you know, invest in the people that we have. Let's keep the good quality. Yes, sir. I to say, I met a gentleman the other day, he was a young fellow from, I'm pretty sure he was from this county, but he was working as a paramedic at another county in Madison. So I think he don't work in Fayette County. Got made a face, and it was all about the South. So I mean, it's, it's an obvious problem. This was some young guy, you know. I don't know how far he's traveling. To fight might have been in my area because I have one of those too. <laughs> I mean, I still was be the one saying that you know, it doesn't really matter to me whenever you compare your salaries and stuff to Austin or Houston or San Antonio or Dallas or anything like that because any one of us could go there and make more money. But whenever you look at the sheet here, what the Sheriff's Department gave for the uh, start base salaries for the deputies, I mean, you're looking at Fayette County, Lee County, Washington County, Austin, Colorado, Lavaca, and Gonzalez. That's all of our neighbors here. And we're roughly the closest, we're at the very bottom, and the next one closest to us is $5,000 more. So I mean, let's just start down right there. You're five thousand dollars down, and I, I know EMS is the same way. And so, you know, I look at all the rural counties here that surround us and everything like that. We're all in one pot, trying to draw on these people, trying to come to our area. And you know, I know we said about the insurance and everything, how we covered the insurance and how the uh, retirement and everything is good with the county. But people that work for the sheriff's department or for uh, the EMS, they get those services no matter where they go because they're all working for entities. Mm -hmm. So all these entities offer this. I know like the Nor employees, when you come from the private sector to the county, it's different. Your insurance is way higher in the private sector than what it is at the county. So that is a big difference. But these people who have these licenses, when they go to the EMTs or paramedics or sheriff's department or police department, everywhere they go, they offer the same thing that we do. Actually, some of the retirements is more than what we offer. So if the benefits that we used to depend on to bring people in, if our benefits are the same, or now some of our benefits are lower, and our pay is also lower, who's going to want to just raise their hand and say, I want to come here? Unless you live here and you don't want to drive, but... I just wanted to say, you brought that up the last time. I, I, I want to say, I remember from last year that the big draw for us was the benefits. So, our, the benefits that our county employees received, not 
are they not much greater now than other counties? You know, like the retirement is 175%. And I am reaching or working with TCRS to see what that cost would be, not obviously not retroactively. All, all of them are different. Um, but to see. Has more, I mean, but our health insurance yeah. is cheaper. It's, it's it going to be, it's going to be different every county on benefits. There is no saying ours are better. Yeah, I just, I thought that was a general consensus was that, you know, we're getting paid less, but our benefits are better than other counties, and that kind of offset the difference. And you made that, I thought you made that comment two weeks ago. Well, like I said, if you come from the private sector to this sector, it's a big change. Look how much your insurance probably costs you compared to what our insurance costs. I don't have insurance. Okay. Well, I'm just saying, if you come from a private, whatever organization to the county, what you pay for your insurance is going to drop dramatically. So that's a big, huge draw to pull people in because insurance is just crazy nowadays. So that will supplement our lower salaries for those positions. Now, so how about you talking about other counties? Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of the counties have a two-to-one ratio for their retirement. A whole bunch of them have that. I think, Mr. Burnson, what you have Mr. Burnson, what you may be missing here is Commissioner Brosman's when his comments were about the uh, benefits not being as good. He was specifically talking about EMS and sheriff's personnel because those entities in other counties offer those those. Uh, there's nobody that offer I would I would think the ones that I've seen there's nobody that offers less incentives as in your retirement and your insurance than we do a lot of them offer more or they're equal to us if you average everything out you know but so that's why I think it's important I mean you have to do something to draw people in you know it's just like just like anybody else whenever you're trying to get an employee yeah you can fill that position with somebody somebody that's done bounce to how many towns and they have how much baggage behind them and how many troubles and how much stuff they've been into but you don't just want employees you want good intelligent smart people you don't want somebody coming to your house whenever your one of your kids or your wife is laying on the floor dying and they have no clue what they're doing they just barely got by school and this yeah. is the only place that they could go work i wouldn't think that they would hire somebody like that just be all no, i mean not. sheriff wouldn't hire somebody like that and neither would josh no, so but i'm just saying I mean, you just don't hire people like inflation's that inflation's been much worse than five or ten probably a culture of ten percent for a lot longer than Absolutely. So everybody's been losing their weight. Everybody, and I'm talking about the private sector too. My only thing is, is I, I wouldn't want the government wages to outpace the private sector wages. So again, I'll ask: Have the private sector wages grown as much as the county employee wages? Absolutely. There's actually plenty of data to show that the average worker is making more, even with inflation, even adjusting for inflation. The average consumer pricing index versus average consumer salaries. This was actually just on KBLG the other day in the Texas News Report. Um, they were talking about it in detail. And so I I have not seen the paper-borne research. Like, I have not gone into it myself. But, I mean, there, there are news reports out there about how consumer pricing and the Fed and all these things going on and that it's driving up wage rates. And we're seeing it in our... Also, like... Healthcare, law enforcement, not generally for-profit ventures. You know, um, yeah. you know, you know. As a lady that, you know, someone graduates high school and uh, Brenda's hiring someone at the county clerk's office, that person can come work for the county clerk, or she can go into the title work business, or she can go and work in the real estate business. And in those positions, it's a worthwhile comparison to say, yeah. You're gonna make twenty thousand dollars more a year, and you're gonna pay twenty-five thousand dollars more a year for insurance. And there's risk, there's stability, there's all those factors. 
But in our field, granted, EMS, we do compete against the private sector because Acadian Ambulance in Bastrop County is a private EMS. Montgomery County Hospital District is a private but tax-supported EMS service. So we compete against the private sector. Luckily, the sheriff's office don't have to. Um, although, people leave the sheriff's office and leave law enforcement to go into private sector jobs, too. But we are all government employees. We are all of our competitions getting TCDRS insurance. All of our competition is getting government um, pooled benefits. You know, so it's really not a worthwhile competition to say, oh yeah, sure they could go to uh, Atascosa County and make $20,000 more a year, but they would pay $4 more a month in insurance. You know, it's just not, it's not working. And I'm making those numbers up completely. I just don't hold me to that. Talking about us competing with the private sector, don't tell the deputies, but they could go to work for UPS and make more money than the Oh yeah, I mean, so can ourselves. What I want to say so is, if, right. well, that'll be our little secret here. If we can, if we can afford a ten percent raise, we can afford a ten percent raise for the sheriff's department EMS. I'm all for that. Five percent for the workers, I'm fine. Because there's been many years when our department's got no raises whatsoever, and our workers have to live with that for three years. Our department's got raises. I, I'm, I'm fine with giving them money and because it does cost more. I sat with a deputy for an hour last night on the road waiting for a guy to pull the trailer off. He said I wanted. I sat there, and we decided to sit there until the guy got the trade off the road. So I understand they. Everybody in the job is very dangerous. So I have no problem with them asking for raises. I just want to let everybody know, from the road bridge department, the amount of money we get to keep, we don't get enough money to keep up with the repairs on the road. So we're going to be at a point at one point that the that the road and bridge is going to have to get an increase in somewhere, not for salaries but for material costs and repair these roads. Everybody thinks they want to pave road. It costs way more to repair a paved road than it does a damn gravel road. It just does. People move in and that's what they want. The sheriff department and the EMS have to have decent roads to get somewhere that a quick, you know, if somebody's in a shooting, they can't be dodging potholes trying to get there. So we're doing the best we can to keep those roads up. So the road and bridge department is gonna be underfunded. I, by a lot in my opinion, Gary Weissman when he retired, he said, I'm retiring because y'all don't get enough money to keep up with the road work I have. He said, it's going to be an issue one time, and it's, it's to that point now. So everybody needs more money, and I want people to have more money, but we're going to have to start finding a way to get more to the road bridge department at some point also. Because our, our fuel cost is just as much as everybody else's. Our repair costs, road materials higher. Everything we do is higher than it was before. Buying a road is $100,000 without even blinking an eye. That's a lot of money that it cost, and we didn't get any ARP money to repair our equipment or replace our equipment. But I'm glad that y'all did because y'all needed it more than we did. And that but, saves the county. Absolutely, but I'm saying at some point, road and bridge is going to have to increase their money if we're going to keep up with it because bridges. I can spend eighty thousand, and if we didn't have textile stepping in on our bridges, we would be we'd be underwater all the time. But you know, for us to get, we need some more. That's why I'm hoping Angela can find us some money for these low water crossings we have because 80 grand it goes nowhere on the road crossing so at some point we're gonna to have to address that and, and you're talking about the private sector comparing it to the road and bridge department there's not one single one of our CDL drivers that work for us they couldn't go somewhere else and make more money yeah. that job but, but I do tell employees when they say if they complain I said you know they say well the sheriff department and EMS are asking for more money and I tell them I said listen you've got the same opportunity to go to school 
and get certified to do what they do. Yeah, I'm sure you do if you want to. I know. I'm sure Keith would be willing to get on application. I'm just saying. And I tell them they've got to get an education and they have the same opportunity that I would have to do that. But Rich, you've been nice enough to give us money where we can send them to school, and they still don't want to lose. I think Burnson raised his hand earlier when Grossman was looking for volunteers to do our jobs. So we'll work on getting him in school. So, so we're so we're discussing revenue expenditures right now, <clears throat> and so this is my first time over this budget process. So Cassie, can you explain to me and everyone about the timelines and all of this, please? Yes. Okay. So we will have to have our proposed budget approved and sent over to the clerk's office by no later than August fifteenth. So what our plan is is to have another budget workshop next week. We'll have our regular meeting on the 10th, and, and that is when we are going to propose that approval. Uh, we will also have to have notices in the paper um, as well. Um, we will have to have a public hearing later. Um, that, I believe, is going to be- Hold, hold on a second. So you're saying the next time that we're going to discuss this is August the 10th? August 3rd. Uh, August 3rd. Thursday, hopefully, I got to make sure everyone's available for that. Okay. Um, and then um, August 10th as well. Okay. That's yes. the regular commissioners? Yes, that's a regular commissioners board meeting. All right. Um, and we will need to do it at that date. We will have to have a proposed budget on that date to be approved to be filed. Uh, county clerk's office. Yes. On the 10th. Yes. On the 10th. So the third, we'll have to make decisions. So we'll have our notices in the paper. Um, it looks like we may have our public hearing on the budget um, August 30th. Is that correct? Um, yes. That will be a special meeting. I'll have to work that out. We need to work with the district court on that. Um, but that's the 30th. We'll do that in the morning um, because then our next regular meeting will be on September 8th, correct? 14th is on the 14th is? Oh, this yes. Thursday. I'm looking at Friday. I'm sorry. So, uh, September 14th, um, and that will be um, a hearing on the proposed budget. Um, so, I mean, in between there, we, we will have time to kind of cut things and look at some different things, but... Um, what is the date for elected officials' salaries has to be? Uh, we have that on the agenda next couple items just so you guys can talk about I think about it's that. the next item. Yes, sir. So, um, so having said that, let's... What? Do we want to uh, go Sylvia? Yeah, I'm sorry. I think we have two more items. Okay. To All right. Sylvia had some things that she wanted to discuss for her Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am, Sylvia. Well, I'm not here to ask for additional funds, okay? <laughs> I just wanted to take this opportunity in the workshop just to share with the court that this would be a good time to maybe just review the, the web agent program that we have in, the, in, in our office that's funded by the county to see if there was you know, any possibilities that you guys might consider um, you know, just looking at and just reviewing. So our, our web agent program, our, our satellite offices that we have in Round Top, Schulenburg, and Flatoyna, which we're trying to reestablish since uh, Paula got her store back open again. And so these are the people that sell registrations for us if they don't come to our office here in the range. And so in the past, and I'm gonna say, you know, back when, um, 
the, the program has been set up that the county would always pay the, uh, our satellite office like a dollar uh, for their services for, for what they do for us. So in for, the, for every customer, a dollar. For, for every registration that they would sell, they would get a dollar, okay? And so in, in the, over the years, that dollar has increased where they are at $3 at this point, okay? And so I don't know where the increases along the line happen. I just know that that's what we're being for at this point. So I just wanted to bring that to the court to share that with you guys. Uh, to let you know that um, there is room for improvements there if we would like. Uh, the other thing I want to mention also is that I've looked in past files for a contract to have with our satellite office and I have not found anything. So I think it's very important for the county if we're going to be having the third party to do work for us that we would need to have a contract in place also. And of course, that's something that would need to be approved by the commissioner's court. Okay, hold on, hold on a second, yes, please. And, and I guess Blake, you're going to probably work on what she's asking about right yes, now. Yes. But what, what can you clarify me? What What do you mean when you say improve? We, so what I mean by that then is that um, the the Department of Motor Vehicles back up in 2016 revamped what they call the Web Agent Program, which is what we we use also with our with our three agents right and so they built into the program when they revamped it where the agent themselves out of the registrations that they sell there is a four dollar and 75 cents purchase and handling fee that the state you know bundles up in there yes ma'am and of that 475 one dollar would be able to be kept by the satellite office. Okay. And so with that adjustment, they would be able to keep that as their comp payment, and therefore the county would not have to pay any But I thought it went from one to three. It did, okay. because that was something so, I think the, so the, now the is county- it So is it three now? It's three now. Okay. And that's three the county has done probably in the years. Okay. And that is without that, uh, without that, uh, the update in 2016. Okay. Okay. So I, I hope I'm not um, uh, confusing you uh, because the three dollars was something that the county has always done. Right. Okay. Right. And uh, in 2016, when uh, DMV decided to update their their program, they automatically built in that one dollar for whoever agents mm. the counties have they will be able to keep that dollar as their payment or as their service for selling those registrations and the rest that they collected will come to the county and of course, you know, we, we pass it on to where it needs to go to. Okay, but I'm gonna ask you again, what do you mean improve? Go oh. from a dollar to what? No, uh, not, not anymore, not anymore, but so just to see if the county would want to change that payment method, either to keep it at $3 or maybe do a one-on-one, let them keep their one dollar that they are entitled to, okay. and the and the county just meet them at one dollar. So therefore, you know, the, the county might just be able to, you know, just save a little bit, you know, instead of paying them the, the flat three dollars there. Okay. So that was. That do you was have a Do you have a suggestion, or are you <coughs> just saying that's something we should consider? I do have a suggestion, Dan. I do. You know, just pass this along to you guys. Um, 
what I failed to, to get to y'all was uh, I've actually have some spreadsheets that I put together that would contain the number of uh, registrations that the uh, satellite offices have sold to us or for us in the past couple of years. And um, I can get that for y'all for the next meeting that you're going to have. That way you can actually do some of the math there. But those are some of the options that I would I thought of to to help the, the the county a little bit to you know if they would even consider you know changing that. But so, you've heard no complaints from any of the satellite offices. No, I have not heard any complaints at all, at all. And I mean, you don't have to make a, 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 a an adjustment. It's just my thought that. You know, again, being in a workshop, and I know that you know we're discussing funds, you know, okay. to try to help the, the county in okay. some kind of way. Sure. Because that would be that right there. But for sure, I would want to get a bond set up. I'm sorry, a, a bond and a contract also of the of the agents because can you we never ask for a bond either. Can you work on that, Mr. Blake? Okay. Yeah, you'll get with Blake on that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's good that we have that in writing, as you say. Sure. And we yeah, can, I think that's very important for us to have that. Okay, sounds good. Well, we thank you for that, Sylvia. All right, anything else? Uh, we have Brenda, I believe, correct? I wanted to just... say just uh, leave it alone. Yeah. Okay. Right. I was just, right, currently I have um, an available full-time position and an available part-time position. And um, the full-time, I am looking to, to get a replacement at some point. But the part-time, I just feel like our office is getting more and more efficient all the time. And I want to just take that off the budget and put it back into the general fund. Okay. So if I would ever need it someday, we'll just reconsider then. But I just feel like I don't want to hold up the budget for that. I don't need to hold on to that money because I'm not going to be hiring a part-time. Okay. So you wanna, you're want to? you saying that you can do without one part-time person? Yes. I'm going to give that to the recycling center. All right. <laughs> Make that full-time. Just recycle that part-time. <laughs> so is there anybody else that wants to comment before we go on to the next item? County attorney? Um, with hers, I do probably need to ask her to come on the third, unless she can speak on her behalf of the $5,000. <laughs> that she was wanting for furniture and pictures for the office? Yeah, I, um, it's probably best if, if she comes and discusses that. I did talk with her about that. Um, and essentially what that was, was that was for setting up uh, two new office, offices and a conference room um, uh, in the old offices downstairs, making offices downstairs. So that's what that number was for. So, um, but as far as the rest of the budget, that's probably something that she needs to come discuss with the court. We'll ask her to come on the court. Which office is that? Uh, that's, that's, yeah, that's Sylvia's old office downstairs. And so she's going to have that over here? We need to talk about that, yes. When we originally, let me just give you a little bit of background. When we originally had talked about moving different offices and um, uh, them going over there, the tax assessor collector. She had let the court know at that time that she needed some more space for um, files and different things. And so 
storage more or less. Storage, yes, sir. So we had talked about providing those office that office down there for her. Some things have changed since then, but she really, really needs the extra space. Um, but we'll bring her on the third and let her. Is the sheriff's department still going to have people? I think what we. You have made your home, your office downstairs, right, sir, as you walk in. It's working out good. So they have a computer and a phone, and we've got them all set up in there, and they have two desks, so they don't really need that much space anymore. Okay, is there any other discussion before we move to the next item, which is along the same line what we've been talking about? Would it help to go through the program, the program assistance, since they've all talked now? And the yes or no, the, the public assistance union? Nonprofits. Nonprofits. <coughs> Would that help you now? Yes, sure. that yeah. So the Fayette County Electoral, they know more? Or? Right. I'll need to get confirmation on that, but I'm 95% sure that uh, they are, it is no longer. It's on here. Um, I just need to reach out to the but everyone else, and then we have um, the Dog Valley, which came today, they changed that to the senior. So it looks like there's 10,000 in there, but their request was 15. Did the habitat for humanity go up? I thought we only did five. Uh, he was asking for more, we just did five last year. Okay, I'll tell you what let's do, guys. Let's start at the top and go down. Fair enough? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, so let's go to Fayette County Intellectual Disabilities. That's the one I need to have further confirmation on. That's the agency in Schulenburg, and uh, I, Cassie and I are all but certain that that whole program, as Commissioner Brooksman, as you know, has has it's changed tremendously, all but being defunct now. Even the building is uh, for sale. That's really sad. And, and, correct. That the and, community really, and, really had something nice there. And, and they have taken away. Right. And they, this agency, has had every opportunity to come and let us know what they are requesting. And I believe that the reason they have not is because they're not going to be requesting anything. But Cassie and I have had this discussion, and we have not had that. what I just said. We're not 100% sure of that, right, Miss Austin? Yes, sir. So, so let's just let's leave that open. But in all probability, there will probably be no funds requested from the county this year. They even operated a house, do they? Do it. They operated a house there for the. Uh, it was the two facilities. Two facilities, one west of the town and one just north of the school. They showed them both down. Well, yeah, it's funding and. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next item, please. Child Welfare Board. A year ago, they were awarded $10,000. Their request is for $7,000. I'm sorry. She requested less this time. She said that they could do, they do a good job with less funds. And there were less cases. Less yeah. cases yeah. 
Are y'all good for seven thousand? Yes. Okay. Yes. Do we have to go item by item mm -hmm. approval? I mean, my question would be like the donation to Schubenberg first responders. Is that in here? Or should that be in the fire departments? It comes out of the Schubenberg fire department. But the thing with it is, is the five thousand. It's a reimbursement. I mean, I'm all for it. I'm not. So, but is yeah. it? Shouldn't it be? Should it be in here? I I keep it as a separate line item, but I deduct it off of the Schubenberg total um, throughout the year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good with all of them. I mean, but I think the the Navidad Valley connections we just need to leave at ten thousand. I think everybody's the same. I think we need to drop Habitat for Humanity back down to five thousand. Oh, sorry, yes, that too. Yeah. Okay, Habitat for Humanity, you want to do five thousand? That's just my opinion. But he was asking for seventy-five. Yeah, yeah, no. It's Habitat for Humanity. Is that the one that's kind of headquartered in Bastrop? No, they have a headquarter right by my office. Which one is the headquarters? Castle. No? No, that's our uh, family's family. 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 Yes. Children's Advocacy Center and, okay. and that. They have satellite. There was the one that's headquartered in Bastrop. I guess it's CASA, huh? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Children's yeah. Advocacy Center. Yeah, I didn't feel I want to do anything more and they haven't requested more, which is good. Because if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, we actually gave more than la than Bastrop County did last year. Mm -hmm. Yes. That was my question. There was one of these organizations that said that we were the biggest part of their funding, yet they were, they only, they were the smallest part of the treatment. They weren't treating very much in our county, but we were funding them much more yeah. than other counties. I think that's the CASA one, yeah. All right, so Commissioner McBroom says he's good for all of it, with the exception of Habitat Humanity, 5,000, and Navidad Community Connections, leaving them at 10. Is that correct? Anybody disagree with that? I'm good. Okay, so do I have a motion that we approve this with the two exceptions? Do we have to make a motion on that? Or that just, you just put that in the budget? Because it's not an agenda item. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we're, are we in agreement? We're all yes. in agreement. Sure. All yeah. right, let's go with that then. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else you need to um, I mean, as far as not until she some of it needs to be regurgitated but yes i will we fix it and then the county intellectual disability one will be done i'll confirm it i'll have that and then i'll have the bottom line <laughs> donations to the fire departments plugged into this next time once we have do we have any questions about the it stuff i mean he's got it pretty much lined out where everything's going i didn't need him I mean, it's not Luckily, there's no servers this year. Okay, so if we're through talking about that one, I'll take a motion to close that discussion, and then we'll move on to the next, which has a lot of things to do with what we just have been talking about. Will we uh, accept all comments from the budget workshop and close the budget workshop? Okay, motion is made by Commissioner Brosman. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. I move we take a 10 minute recess. We've only got two more items. Today. How long are those going to be? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's take a seven minute uh, so recess. Seven. Yeah. Let's second. So, okay. Judge did second. Brosman and Birkenoff. Okay. All in favor? Aye. Yeah, we're in favor. Uh,
I am. <laughs> okay, I have a motion to re uh, readjourn. Re reconvene. Reconvene. Yes, there's my word. Second. Seconded by Commissioner Sternadel. All in favor, say aye. 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 Opposed. Motion carries. Next item now. Uh, Consider and take action to propose salaries, expenses, and allowances of elected county and precinct officers for the 2024 year. So going back to what you stated earlier, Ms. Austin, mm -hmm. we are going to, would it be appropriate for us to say we're going to defer that until the August 3rd meeting? I'll make a, I make a motion that we defer item 21, proposing taxes, expenses, allowance of a county elected officials and precinct office for the 2024 year to the August 3rd meeting. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Next item is consider and take appropriate action authorizing the county auditor to publish proposed salaries, expenses, and allowances of elected county and precinct officers. Is that another deferred item? Yes, yes sir. I'll make that motion. I'll second. Second by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. We've got some supplemental items. Am I correct, Ms. Austin? Yes, sir. Uh, two supplemental items. One of those, and if I'm not mistaken, Mr. Watson, you're going to help us on these, yes, please. Cons consider and take appropriate action, including signing an order regarding a request by Walter Spates for Fayette County on behalf of the county and the public to disclaim an interest in and to vacate the interest of the county and public and or to abandon streets and alleys platted and which appear on a private professional sealed survey of property owned by Walter Spates in the Green DeWitt League A165 in the community of Ledbetter, Texas, Fayette County. Uh, yes, and both of these supplemental items are essentially the same. They're both alley abandonments um, for people that are neighboring the, the alleyways they're asking us to abandon. Um, both people have supplied the surveys um, and both have submitted their fee um, and paid the fee for the abandonment. Um, and so we're just asking the court to go ahead and, and approve both of these. You're suggesting we do? I am. Any conversation? Good with it. Okay. Is that a motion? It is. Commissioner Sternidle makes a motion that we approve this. Second. Second by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Okay, so Mr. Watson, the same thing applies here. It's the abandonment of an alley. This time it's in Cistern, and it's the request of Ashley Simulcus? Uh, yes, and uh, just so the court is aware, if there's any questions, the uh, Miss Ashley Simulcus has since been married, uh, and so the order will say Ashley Moore, um, but it is saying the same person. So, I mean, that's the first time I've seen this thought. It's in my read, so what, what do they, I don't understand what they even want to do there. I mean, I, <clears throat> first time I saw it when it came to the agenda, so in the streets and system there, well, they, I, they determined that 
they want the alley so they yeah it's uh it's a small individual piece of property i think it's i have it on me Um, but yeah, essentially they're just asking us to abandon that roadway um, that has never been developed by the county. Um, that neighbors are property number two. And so, so she she borders another a neighbor. She gets half the alley. They get half the alley. That how they're doing it. Right. And it's surveyed. Yep. She provided the survey um, and the copy. She emailed all that to me. The, the clarity on it is is not great. I've asked her to send her one that's more clear, but. It's easy enough to turn around and to have the version to attach. So does the neighbor on the other side have to do the same thing if he wants his part of the alley? No, it's just a one-time abandonment of the, of the whole So what is abandoned? Section. They're going to ban we're abandoning that street. So she gets her half, and then the other neighbor gets his half. Essentially, all we're doing is we're just saying that the county has saying that we're, we have no interest in, in the alley. We're waiving our interest that we may have in that, in that alleyway that we've never developed. Since we're, in the future, we're not doing the alley's not ours, so does she get the whole alley or she only gets half it? Mechanically, she would essentially get half. Right. In the future, though, I mean, we're signing an order here that says the property lies in Fayette County Commissioner Precinct should be number three, and elected Commissioner Precinct number three, Harvey Perkadon, who has been employed by Fayette County, states that, but he knew nothing about this. I mean, we, we got to get the information to him so he can at least know what's going on. Sure. I mean, because he's swearing right now that he, and he knows nothing about it. Sure. Well, I don't know if he doesn't know anything about it. He's pretty oh, well don't. explained it no, to No, he you. just stated that when he, he knew nothing about, about it. No, I'm talking speed. about after Blake just explained yeah. it. Right, and that, that would be part of the order that, as commissioner, we've never done anything to develop that, that property. Um, Let's let Mr. Bernson speak. And the survey is not a part of the package. Can I see the survey? Sure. We didn't include it because it's, it's not legible. Seems no, like a lot of money left there. You're on both sides of the alley. Well, so all they do is take it away so they don't have it. It's nice to know about it for you. The thing just came out. I mean, it's just nice to, you know, know have this. If I wanted to drive up there and say, okay, Miss Ashley, this is what we're looking at here. No, I don't have the opportunity to do that. Yeah, I'm saying next time, it'd be nice if we had this, and we could advance the bound to meet her, she could she could come and say, let's go here, this is what I'm trying to do here. Well, let, let me ask you this, Mr. Watson, why are we doing this as a supplemental? In other words, Mr. Birkenhoff is saying he, he didn't have, do you have that answer? Yeah, that's my fault. He did request to have those on there. I neglected to put them on our original agenda, and so then I did that supplemental, which I did file that at 9.50, so that's why we have to hear these items after the 9.50 time. But they were still part of the agenda that I had sent out. They were just at the end, yeah. and then uh, the packet part. Yeah, and then, unfortunately, I was gone this week, so if I wouldn't, didn't feel comfortable with this, I could just ask out this affair until I I could go meet with the lady and say I would like to see what yes. you're doing here because this neighbor is going to affect you. It's going to affect this neighbor here, and I would just like to make sure. Yeah. That well, we we can certainly defer it if you want. Yeah, we have we have a meeting next week too, so sure. you could add that to it. Yeah, you, you want I, I would be comfortable going up there and making sure that all the neighbors had listen. Do you know that we're abandoned? The next neighbor may not know us. You know we're abandoning this alley here, and part of this is going to become yours now if you want. I mean. Are you making a motion to defer that item? I, I, make, I move that we defer item two to August 3rd meeting. Second. 
Motion's been made and seconded by Commissioner McGroom. We're going to defer that second supplemental item concerning the alley in cistern. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Can we adjourn? Second. It's been made by Commissioner Brosman, seconded by Commissioner Sternoddle. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion is, uh, the uh, meeting is adjourned.